We are live. What is going on right now, dude? Technology world is a motherfucker. Let's For me, it. dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. I suck. That's me. I totally suck. I do. No, you, you you don't. You're wonderful. And it's going to be a, a very fun and entertaining show in terms of Absolutely. at this time, I take the passenger seat. Okay. You do. I'm not do. driving right the car that steers the ship and everything else. Um, Kimberly wants to ask me some questions. And I do. There's no other person on this planet Earth that I feel more comfortable talking to and opening up to about my personal life. So that's the role, sister. Okay. So. First off, I'm going to start off with how you went from, because I know you do martial arts. So I want to start off with, we're going to go way back, okay? Way back, when you first started martial arts. How did you go from martial arts into boxing? How did you, like, transition into the boxing world from martial arts? Two totally different sports. My father was always a huge boxing fan uh, for me when I got into martial arts. Um, I loved the whole discipline of the culture of, you know, the Orient and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. And when I got into it, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it a lot, but I felt that it didn't challenge me enough. Uh, boxing to me was more of a raw, a rugged sport. And so therefore I wanted to have the complications. Like I know this sounds sick and twisted, but I want to have the uh, complications of getting in the ring and going, you know, uh, toe to toe with someone and, you know, just using your fists and being, you know, simplified to just basic, you know, primal fighting. And, and that's what boxing is. And I love the idea of boxing. Boxing to me is a metaphor for life. It's survival. Yeah. It, it, look at the movie Rocky. Look at all the great movies that were made based off of boxing. It's not a coincidence. Um, I love the act of uh, perseverance. I love the, the whole idea of fighting through adversity. And that's what really intrigued me. And uh, the first time I actually laced up gloves was in Newark, New Jersey, and I'll never forget it. It was not an easy experience. It was a very difficult experience. But they always say that if you come back the next day, then you belong here. And therefore, I got my stripes. That's awesome. And I know that during boxing, you got to meet some of the world champs. Uh, what is it? Evander Holyfield? Yes. And Sugar Shea Mosley, I believe. Yep. Many I mean, people. these are some really great, great people. How did you, I mean, you know, you're just, you're Johnny and you're just that, that guy that's doing the martial arts, goes into boxing. Not everybody gets these chances to meet these world champs. How did that take, how, how did you do that? Mr. Pedro Fernandez, uh, Ring Talk Radio, who is now the longest syndicated radio show in boxing of all time. And I had the honor and privilege to be affiliated to that show for many, many years. 
and uh through that network that's how i was able to meet mr evander holyfield mr sugar shane mosley mr fernando vargas and i will always refer to these guys as mr because they are amazing amazing individuals and and great people and so many more other fighters that um i'm not trying to slight right now uh, but that I might be missing their names, but I, there's tons of them. Uh, Chris Bird, uh, you know, uh, Steve Cottingham, Kelly Pavlik, the list goes on and on. World champions, like yeah. just amazing, amazing fighters. So the way I got into that is working for uh, Ring Talk Radio, where I was actually um, someone that was just a journalist. And then the uh, person that ran the show and still does, Pedro Fernandez, again, the longest running radio show in boxing and mixed martial arts history, um, asked me to come on as a radio personality. And I was so, so happy to accept that opportunity and accept that offer. So when that happened, next thing I know, um, hanging out in Evander Holyfield's camp, and we're talking about earth, wind, and fire. We're talking oh, about shit. women. We're talking about life. We're talking about great things. I'm like, what is happening right now? You know, and it was just a remarkable experience. And so, all the credit goes to Ring Talk Radio, Mr. Pedro Fernandez. And um, I had done that podcast for many years, Sirius XM and uh, other uh, outfits that released the uh, podcast. And then I decided to uh, try something different. Well, you know, I'm your biggest fan. I really am. I'm totally, I'm totally your biggest fan, dude. I remember like it was last summer. Okay. I was, I was on the swing outside. It was hot. And I was talking to a friend on the phone and she's like, you know, you need to hit up Johnny, Johnny boy. That's what she called Johnny boy. And I said, yeah, you know, I just, I don't like hitting people up. You know, I'm just not into that kind of stuff, you know, or shit, whatever. And so they were like, no, no, you really do. You guys are a lot alike. You'll get along, you'll click. You know, I really think you guys will be good friends. So we kind of connected, you know, um, I don't know who messaged who. Somehow we got connected. We were on the phone immediately. It was like, you're my brother. I, I felt so comfortable talking to you, man. It was like so amazing. So when I get you on the phone and I start hearing how you carry yourself, what you're doing, you know, the things you've been through, I thought to myself, dude, I mean, you're amazing already. I've seen a couple of your podcasts. Why are you not like hitting up actors and musicians? And it was like, I want to turn you, turn you down this road as well. You do the others, of course, because those are fabulous people, world champion people. I mean, I'd seen so many of them that you've done. But I was wondering, you know, because why would you not want to just kind of broaden your horizon? We talked about that. You had had that thought in your head already, I believe. And yes. uh, next thing I know, I mean, you're like, I don't even know what you do to get people to fucking want to be around you. But it was like, all of a sudden, here's my new friend, Johnny, interviewing my my brother from another mother, <laughs> Keaton. And he's, he's an amazing singer. I love him. This goes out to him. I love him dearly. 
um, we share a birthday, which is coming up July 20th. So everybody raise your hands up because it's going to be his birthday. But um, you started interviewing him and it was like, I was in utter awe over your comfortableness around that. And I got to I got to give it to you, Johnny. You know, you never disappoint. You know what I mean? Oh so tell me a little bit about that interview, how you got that interview. I mean, how do you score? You know, I mean, after you're talking to me, how do you end up scoring my friend on an interview? And it turned out to be amazing. So give us a little bit about that. That's a very interesting, uh, you know, topic to bring up is that what happens is that I just kind of throw myself out there in the universe and the universe enables me to connect with other people. Like, for example, Eliza Roberts, if it wasn't for her, man, I would not have acting gigs. I would not have, you know, some of the interviews I had in the same way that I connected with you and the things that you enabled me to do. I mean, you gave me Don the Dragon Wilson, which is oh, like he's my biggest like childhood hero. He was, like, yeah. And, and that was like, it was so hard not to like sit in his chair and pass out when I was interviewing him, to be honest with you. And that's compliments of you. And what's so ironic. Well, I around knew the you time, liked him. You said how much you liked him. You said him. how much you liked him. And I love thought, him. I believe that dude's on my, my Facebook. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out and ask. And he was like, again, people open themselves up to you, Johnny. And he, he was happy to do it. Oh, he was wonderful to do it, and he was so great and so humble and just so remarkable in terms Absolutely. of, like, being a, just a down-to-earth type of guy. But, you know, you had set that up, and what's so ironic is that you had hit me up around that time about, hey, would you want to interview Don the Dragon Wilson? I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually <laughs> trying to get him on my show, like, right now. And that sped up the process. Um to answer that question about everything, and I really appreciate all the remarkable uh, words that you have said about what I'm doing and with the podcast Thanks, and entertainment and stuff like that. And I consider you a sister and I love you, your family, and you always will be. Uh, so the thing is, w where the origins really began is that when um, I was doing a boxing pod, uh, I decided to leave it. Um, contractual things and I wasn't making the money I wanted to make. So I'm like, let me just do my own show. Let me try to mess around a little bit. And then the first two people that I happened to get on my show, Steven Sharippa from Sopranos. Okay. Yeah. That, that was played amazing. Bobby Bacala and then Eric Roberts. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I could do something here. And so then I just kept going and kept going and kept going and uh, whether it's world champion boxers, mixed martial artists, uh, directors, uh, cinematographers, uh, musicians. I mean, Bobby Kimball from Toto. Dude, the guy won seven Grammys. I know. Sang Africa, you know, and, and have Crazy. him on my show. And, and I had the opportunity to actually perform with him and – uh, you know, he performed on one of my my tracks and uh, he's a great guy. He calls me regularly. And the best part about Bobby Kibble, I'll tell you what it is. He'll call you up and he'll be like, because he has that voice. Okay. So exactly how he sings is almost how he sounds. 
especially in a pronunciation. So I'm like, hey, John, how's things today? And I'm not <laughs> doing anywhere near, you know, as good as he does. But he'll ask you, uh, you know, how you doing? Just random and happy birthday and happy Thanksgiving or whatever. What a fucking great guy. Unbelievable. And to meet your heroes, okay, like which I have. I've met many of my heroes, whether it's during podcast or in person. When you meet them and they don't disappoint, that is the greatest sensation on planet Earth because they always say, don't meet your heroes. You know, Eric yeah. Roberts, amazing. What a he cool is. guy. What a cool guy. What a fantastic Down gentleman. to Earth. Oh, man. Just so cool. Like, when he asked me to, like, go here and go there with him and do, I'm like, man, wow. Like, this is this is just an awesome guy. He doesn't see himself as that, you know, charismatic figure that we do. Like we we see celebrities as very charismatic figures, and Eric yeah. is definitely a charismatic figure. I mean, Kimberly, we were talking about like you no know, the the whole show that he was on, you know, stalked by my doctor type of thing, and <laughs> he does a wonderful job. Pulpergrass Village, it's my party, best of the best. You know, the, the list goes on and on. Runaway Train. But he's just a normal guy. That he is really just... is. Him and his wife both. Him and Eliza both. Very normal. Keaton, very normal people. Oh, Keaton, um, I love. Yep. I've, I've done some orders through Pie Bake Shop. Morgan, uh, they're, just, they're just so down to earth. So I totally agree with you on that. So you need to tell us a little bit about... Dude, not everybody gets to do this, okay? I, went, I did go to a benefit and I got to meet Eric and Eliza and also seeing Keaton at the benefit and so many other people that I got to meet great people, but you've got to tell us, I mean, not everybody gets to fucking hang out with Eric Roberts and go and sit, sit on the sideline thinking. Cause I know you said, I think I'm just going to stand there and watch. I'm just going to watch. I think you start, I think you actually was like working with people doing some uh, stunt work with them you got to watch Eric work. Then afterwards, it's like, let's go hang out. Um, a fucking dream. It's a fucking dream. I mean, did you not pinch yourself and wake yourself up? It was oh, absolutely that? surreal. Uh, the thing is, like, Eric was so inviting when I got there. And, you know, he recognized me immediately. And he was so cool. And he was doing a scene. And I thought I had to, you know, just chill out and watch, like, some of his work from a control booth, you know, where you see the monitors right. and whatnot. And he was like, no, come on, come on, come on set. And I'm literally like five feet away from where he's filming. And let me say this about Eric Roberts. He gets his job done in extreme fashion fast. Like oh, he yeah. was so good. Like he just, you know, nailed his part. He was wonderful. He went in there. He went on set, destroyed it, did his thing, did everything he had to do. And then he comes up to me. And, you know, I thought at this point in time, like, I was a guest. Okay, let me tell you guys this, too. Let me backtrack a little bit. Is that I was a guest to come out. Uh, Eliza and Eric invited me out to go come hang out with Eric on set. I'm like, cool. 
So I didn't know really what to expect, but I went out there. I mean, one of my acting heroes, how am I not going to do that? So when he's done, immediately he comes up to me. He's like, I wrapped up faster than we expected. We're done for the day. I'm going to go hit the dressing room. Let's go get some lunch. Let's go hang out. I'm saying to myself, wow, how incredible is this? And to have a one-on-one with Eric Roberts, and we had an amazing conversation. And uh, it was just a wonderful experience. Like, he is so cool. He's so down to earth, so genuine. And now it's funny when I watch his films, Kimberly, like, I don't see Eric Roberts. I see my friend, Eric Roberts, you know, even though he's a very awesome actor, he's larger than life. It is a very bizarre feeling. It is a very bizarre feeling meeting somebody and then watching them. Cause uh, I'm going to mention Rico Emery. Um, Rico. It it was so crazy, dude. I, I had a friend, John, sorry. And he passed away and he wanted me to talk to his doctor. So I started talking to Rico. I had no, I thought it was his doctor. You know, that's all he did. And Rico's, you know, we're FaceTiming. He's FaceTiming while he's driving down to his next gig or his next little uh, situation. And we talked all about John. And then I watched Frank and Ava. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's a doctor. What the fuck? He's blowing up the screen. He's killing it. And I'm like, this guy's an actor as well. I had no idea. No idea. No fucking idea. He blew me away. And then now it was like, okay, I'm watching Frank and Ava and I'm seeing a doctor. So have you met him yet? Not in person, but obviously by way of you, I've had Rico on my show and he was remarkable and I love him to death. And we still actually correspond. He's a funny guy. He's a funny, he's a fucking funny guy. Super intelligent. He's funny. Super intelligent. Yeah, he's very intelligent. And and, and we still, this is what I love, Kimberly, to be honest with you. Like when I do a podcast is that I remain friends with people. It's not just like a one and done. It's not just like a one-off. Like I still remain friends. Like everyone I've had on my show for the most part. Okay. Now I, I could run a list off and and i'm gonna do that here all right so i'm gonna pull it up eric roberts eliza roberts steve sharippa bobby kimball don the dragon wilson lou DeBella, douglas fisher sean cannon buddy mcgirt chris bird amanda serrano don west toy cook kelly pavlik michael montero brian campbell rachel charles keaton simons paul gunn evander holyfield ronald ellis adam lopez Ronnie Hines. All right. Now we're talking about a lot of boxers here. Rafe Bartholomew, Mike Velaz, um, also Victor Morales, Adam McKinley, Billy C, Robert Sarzo, mm-hmm. Steve Cunningham, Robert Yeri, uh, Evan Rakowski, Robert Sarzo Jr., Lyle Green, Ivan Castano. You know, we're talking about a lot of boxers here but also great actors and entertainers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gabe Montoya, Heather Hardy, Rico, 
Simonani. Like, I mean, come on, dude. The list goes on and on. Keith Kogan, who you actually put me again, thankfully. He was good, too. He was Connections good. with Alex Propali, Sasa Jones. You know, I, the list goes on and on. Kevin Perry, Bill, you know, uh, Lau, and my, my, one of my great friends, Arcamacho, I just had on wow. recently. So I'm not sitting here trying to brag, and I was reading off a list, and I'm sorry if I got fat-tongued. No, no. That. But the thing is that I love these people, and they all bought something to my table that they – it's their show. When they come on, it's their show. I want to know about you, R. Camacho. I want to know about you, Don the Dragon Wilson. I want to know about you, Eric Roberts. It's not here for me. It's here for you. And whatever I could do for anyone, and sometimes I have A-level guests. Sometimes I have, you know, people that are still working yeah. up their ladder. But I want to yeah. help them. I want I want everyone to get notoriety on this show. That's my goal. Well, I just believe recently you had um, Unlearn 16, Joanna, from TikTok. Uh, a friend of mine on TikTok. Actually, I we just, she I love her videos. She wonderful, She's, and I love her to death. Isn't she? She is fucking so smart. She's a teacher. So, and I believe she's, I want to say she teaches political science. I could be totally wrong. But she is fucking brilliant. The way I knew, when I met, when I seen her videos, and, you know, I go on TikTok. It's the craziest thing. When I'm on TikTok, I go on there, and I'm always looking for that perfect person that I think has something in them, like, kind of like what I've seen in you. And I know Eliza sees the same thing in you. So I'm looking for that. And I seen her, and I was like, wow. I mean, you have something to say, whether it's about Pride Month, whether it's about, you know, kids and 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 teaching our children she's always got a lesson to say and you learn and that was that was an amazing you took you took a subject because you're not even on tiktok you took a subject and a girl and you literally made the show a hit i mean the two of you hit it off like She's I mean, a I, wonderful I, I, woman. I I have to give her all the credit, and that's what I do. Is that I'm going to tell you like the uh, formula for podcasting. Like people ask me this question a lot. Like they're like, "What's the formula? How how does it work? How how do you do a good job?" And I'm like, "Well, thank you for the compliment." Um, Joe Rogan is one of my biggest influences, but I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan. I'm trying to be John Signorella. Right. You know, but he's a great conversationalist. And guess what he does when he has a guest on? He shuts the fuck up. Like a lot of people, when they bring people on a show, they talk over them. Bah, 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 bah. You know, me, I like to ask pertinent questions and then sit back and listen. Because why are they on my show? It's not because of clickbait. It's because I want to talk to them. It's because I give a shit. It's because I really care, you know. Now, sometimes there are what I call favor jobs, and you pick up a show, but at the end of the day, you're like, wow, this is someone I was not aware of. This is someone that is really cool. This is someone I want to be friends with for the rest of my life. And that's what happens. I, I got to say the brilliance, the only thing I can really compliment my show on is the brilliance of my show is that everyone that comes on comes back 
and we all remain friends. It's never, never emptied. It, it's never like where someone's like, okay, I, I one and done. It wasn't like a one night. Right, stand. right, right. So I don't feel dirty in my sheets. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't feel dirty. You wash your motherfucking hands. You got to wash it. Look at these bad boys. Come on. Mine too, Look. brother. Mine too. You got them Mine clean? Show me, show me the motherfuckers. Let me see them. Totally clean. Totally. All right, clean. all right. You're acceptable. Ink, but that don't wash off. You get you get a Johnny, Johnny a round of applause acceptance on that. And I, you know, here's the thing. Let me let me talk about this real quick. This whole like PSA of the days and mm -hmm. people like if I don't post them, they get like mad. They're like, hey, what's going on? Like, how come you didn't post it? Whatever. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, you know, sometimes I have it and sometimes I don't. Like, it is what it is. So. I've been telling people my whole life, I've been washing my motherfucking hands. Like all this life. stuff, you know, this, this is not, you know, this is common sense. This is not like new shit. Like, oh, yeah. so we should just all wash our hands. Um, yeah. Hey, asshole. Like you hand sanitizer has been, been a long, around a long time. Hand sanitizer. It's exactly. not new, people. It's not It's not new. new. It's not new, but I mean, you asked me a lot of questions. I want to ask you some questions. First of all, I want everyone to know my listeners that Kimberly is a sister to me. Like she is family. She is wonderful. Uh, I call her numerous occasions throughout the week and talk to her about our long conversation <laughs> a couple hours we talk about amazing things and she is one of the most wonderful people you could ever experience if you get on her good side okay but <laughs> yeah but you know what they have there to go, go through me though they have to go through me because i have to approve so if you make new friends, I got to exactly. say, hey, Kimberly, uh, they got to come see me. I'm going to pull like Tony Soprano shit here and be like, oh, yeah, come see me. I came, to, I came with you with a photo. Remember the photo? <laughs> I just came with you and said, Johnny, I need your advice on this photo. Motherfucker is, is photoshopped. Yes. So, yeah. You're, 100 you're thank you so, so you much. gotta come through me it. if you want to be a part of her you gotta come through me you gotta come <laughs> see me and i'm telling you you don't want none of this smoke right now because johnny boy's in shape so i'm gonna ask you a couple questions kimberly you have a lot of tattoos let's talk about your i tattoos. do have i have a I have a ton of tattoos i have i'm 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 literally i have i have over 120 i think 120 tattoos um, a lot of them are like, you know, this is for my mom and dad, my cat that died. His name was Marshall. It's his paw print. Um, some more memorial tattoos, another cat tattoo. I like cats. Um, this right here is probably my most favorite right here. And you can't really read it all that well, but it's a letter from my daughter who passed away. Um, she wrote it for me when she was like five years old. So there's a lot of misspelled words. And I had it tattooed on when she passed away. And uh, this is from my, my ex. And he passed away of AIDS. And so I had that tattooed, the rose and then the saying for him. Um, I believe I did all this myself, this right here. 
all of this, all of my arm work here, um, hand, anything on this side, I did myself from about here down and on my legs. What was the most so painful to, spot? Oh my God, dude. I just had my foot done and the guy fucked it up so bad. And I, I, I literally, I could have cried the tops of my feet. That was the most painful. I, I, my I'm wife did hers. The, yeah. Yeah. It, it's no joke. I'm, and I don't, I don't have any pain when I'm, when I'm being tattooed. I like the sound of the machine, but I'm going to tell you what, now they use this little pen and it makes no sound. So you don't get that euphoric kind of feeling. And so it's like, you know, the, the needle, see, I, I apprenticeship for tattooing. So I know all about the, the machines and the rotary, whereas they use the pen and the rotary, I can adjust the needle. I can adjust everything. They can't. It's just like a regular pen. They push it in, they pull it out. And I don't really know if I like that concept. It's a new way of tattooing. Um, I'm, I'm betting a lot of people can do it really well. Uh, but the last one I had on my foot really hurt bad. So almost every tattoo I have, um, people used to tell me, you know, like, uh, you got brains like confetti, you know, it's like, you know, and so on my ass, on my ass, this is, I don't even care because we talk about everything. This is like we're on the you, phone. You sound, you sound like uh, Christopher Walken. Five long years. Up this my ass. <laughs> well, on my ass, I have um, the happy and the sad face. And it's a, the, the girl with the sad face has got her finger like this as if it's a gun. And then her head is blown off and there's confetti all over my bottom. So that was just my way of uh, people saying that I had confetti. They would just say, you just like your brain is like confetti. It's like, you know, and that's really not true because I'm, I'm not really, um, I am pretty smart. You know, I see things in people. I see genuine people. You know, I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to split atoms like my daughter. She's explaining to me yesterday on how to split a fucking atom. And I'm just like, whoo, 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 whoo. The girl's got a brain like you wouldn't really fucking believe. Oh, my and stepdaughter, like, the same thing. Yep. Yeah, you oh, learned yeah. that from your mother, apparently, because mm -hmm. uh, mom probably taught you that shit. Clearly not, because she's got a brain on her. But um, I definitely see things in people. And I have to say, I saw that in you. And I just have a gift of doing that, you know? I can see someone and say, hey, they've got something. They just don't know what it is yet. Now, I can't walk up to a stranger and say, you need to do this or you need to do that. And I'm definitely no psychic, but I, I can tell genuine people, humble people, you're extremely humble. You're a lot like, see, you're what Eric and Eliza surround themselves with. They don't surround themselves with drama. They don't surround themselves with negative people. They surround themselves with good people. So when you became in there, I, I believe... I don't talk to them on the phone or anything. I mean, to get to wake up and have Eliza say, Hey, Kim, how's your day? I'd probably go, what the fuck? This is a joke. It, it's, it's Johnny. Play it, it's Johnny playing a trick on me is it, what it is. It, it's a credible, uh, it's gotta be man. Experience. It's gotta be. Like to, to have, uh, 
you know, obviously them as friends, like that's how yeah. I, I see them. I see them as friends. I don't yeah. see them as objects of, you know, fortune and, and moving forward, you know, uh, yes, they have given me opportunities to act. Yes. They have given me situations to be on television shows and recommendations of, uh, certain podcasts like when I met Keaton Simons like and my second one that I did with him was my favorite one was, was the storyteller yes, where Keaton actually performed and he performed three songs and it was so incredible wow. and I told him I said I want to do something different with you I, I don't want to have uh you know an interview that that's usual about uh oh, how did you get started in music and blah, blah. Yeah. I want people to see how great you are and that got a great response and it still does to this day i i see the demos i i, I see the uh the numbers that come in from i heart and itunes and spotify and whatnot and credit to keaton um as far as eric and eliza go uh what what they've done for me is absolutely incredible the fact that they want me to be a part of certain things that their projects are uh you know encompassing is just amazing uh it's well deserved I, you're well deserved it really I, I is don't, i i don't feel worthy i mean to be honest with you i mean no. i i i had uh i have no acting experience and, and i went on a set and okay i'm gonna say something and i this is in rare form and kimberly will tell you this i'm very humble i did a good job and the the uh the scenes I did, um, they got better and better as each one rolled around. And I was like, holy shit, I could actually do this, you know? And I'm waiting to see the source. I'm waiting to see, like, the actual footage. But it would not be, if it wasn't for them, uh, there would not be any of this. And it came out of nowhere. I'm going to tell you exactly the origins of it, all right? You know, out of nowhere... Eliza hit me up and she's like, uh, you know, I want you to interview this person, uh, you know, and they're doing a show and I think you get along really good with them. And just the same way you do, Kimberly, when you introduce me to good people. And so I interview that, so that said person. And then next thing I know, that said person asks me to be a major role on a television show. I'm like, all right. Um, and I'm very honest. I said, uh, I'm not an actor. And then I, I, I told this to many people and they're like, no, you really are. You don't, you just don't realize it. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you have a personality, you have a presence, you have something about you. And I'm like, well, I'm, I was a stage performer as a musician. Uh, I'm a podcaster. I, I know how to like kind of deliver, you know, things but i'm like i'm not i've never had any acting training whatsoever i did one scene that i cannot wait for people to see that it blew my mind and i'm not gonna give myself the entire credit not at all the actress i was working with did a wonderful job she was absolutely fucking incredible and when i was done to hear like people when they said cut and they actually they actually gave a round of applause that made my heart sink like in a great way like i almost teared up like to be honest with you 
because I knew that what we were doing was very special. I knew what we were doing was very good. And oh, yeah. To to feel that and, and to not really know how to fucking act. And then I just no. said, fuck it. So what I did, I'm going to tell you what I did. And this might be unprofessional for some, but I don't care what people think. I ripped a shot. All right. And I was like, I got to loosen up because I have a romantic scene to do with another woman that I've never, I, I've been with the same lady for seven years. Yeah. Not that I had to fuck her or anything like that. Yeah. Guys. But it, it's still like, there was a lot, you know, going on there. And so I ripped a shot and I did my thing. And the, the scene came out so incredibly well. And then when you, they don't have to reshoot, that is the highest compliment. That is the greatest. You, you know, sometimes they'll do like, okay, let's get a secondary camera angle and okay, whatever. And they want a reaction and they want a certain thing, like, which is so weird because I'm learning that too. So they'll be like, okay, three, two, one. And all you got to do is this. Cut. Done. And they insert it. You're like, how does that work? Like, let's see How's how that work? work? <laughs> let's see how, like, Until they put it all together. And then it's like, man, that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> and all you got to do is one stupid look. Woo. Like, it's like, what is this? But then sometimes you have to go over the lines again or, but that, that, that was uh, a magical moment when you hear a round of applause from uh camera, from people that are on set. Because they're mm -hmm. working their ass off. They're, they're the ones that put this together. They're the ones that make the magic happen. Like the actors, yes, of course they do their right. job. But these guys are the ones that are holding cameras and it's <laughs> hot outside and it's heavy. And if you, you break your line and you don't make your mark and, you know, they have to do it again and they hate you for that. Like, trust me, they will... You got you. You have to know your lines. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, are you talking about the We Five? Because I know in We Five yeah. you got to work with Eliza, mm -hmm. Eric, mm -hmm. Keaton. Yes. And I don't even know who the other people were. I don't have them on a list, but I know that to work with all three of them, that had to have been an incredible. Uh, Hey, An listen, incredible experience. To, to have my name on IMDb uh, with Eric Roberts as a main cast member <laughs> is unbelievable. Like, I still can't get over this, okay? Like, this is something that I, I don't think I'll ever get used to. And then uh, the people that were in production company of We Five um, – asked me to do another series with them that also includes Eric Roberts and uh, it's a production called Money Run and I'm just like wow like how how, how, how did this happen like this is great and to be honest with you like Eliza Roberts uh, for whatever reason loves me <laughs> you know and helps me out the best I can you know You're not I don't want Eric's I, place you know I, that right I, I no I'm not taking Eric's place I don't want to speak for her and saying the 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 love but she's showing me a lot of love um and Eric too like I mean to be honest just to even go back to arena wars when I went on set and saw Eric film okay first of all 
again, going back to what he did, he did it quickly. He did it excellently. He did it professionally. He did it without any kind of like uh swag of being a certain way. Like he was just excellent. Um, and then to invite me to just come out to that and then ask me to do other things. So, you know, I'm getting choked up is, is that it's a remarkable experience to uh, have to factor that in your scenario. Like when people ask me about this and believe me, people do, because I've, I've been to production parties, um, uh, post rap parties, whatever. Uh, also production of other uh, shows because I'm getting invited to a lot of things as a reporter and whatnot. Um, they're, they're all like, Hey, how are you so cool with this guy? Like, how, how, how does that work? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm just so thankful. Like that, that's it. That that's, that's all I could give you, you know? Um, and Eliza has from day one, when I hit her up, I told her, I said, listen, I have a podcast. I'm transitioning over from boxing to also uh, entertainment and a variety show. And I would love to have Eric on. And she's like, well, we're a package deal. I think that's what she told me. Like, you got uh -huh, both yeah. of us. And I said, well, that would be wonderful because I'm familiar with you. I saw you in Love is a Gun and all this type of stuff. Oh, she was amazing. Oh, love her hair. Fuck. That hair. I know. Jesus. I was and just she's saying, so I love, beautiful. I have she's so beautiful. She's gorgeous. That was such gorgeous an amazing lady. movie. Gorgeous lady. And amazing movie. And and so I started mentioning like shit like that, and then she realized, okay, he's not just an average Batman fan because Eric Roberts is known for Batman a lot, and known for like a lot of other shit, um, you know. But I, I started mentioning like things like one of the most endearing things when I had a sit down with Eric and Eliza uh, three times on my show was when I mentioned it's my party. I think that's one of the oh. best roles that Eric Roberts has yeah. ever played. Uh, it's tragic. I, I only saw the movie once. I will never watch it again because it's so fucking sad. It is. <laughs> but, I've seen it a lot. I watch it. I watch it whenever it's around. Oh, uh, you've watched it more than once. He's fucking brilliant. I can't. I can't take my eyes off of the brilliance behind. I mean, the whole thing. I've I've had friends who've died of AIDS. And I just, and, and back then it was so tragic and he took that part and just fucking made you believe he had AIDS and he was dying. And I don't know. Yeah, I did. I did watch it more than once. I've watched oh, it. I've watched I might it have to watch times. it again. Uh, but I, Same with Star 80. I watched Star 80 Oof. so many times <laughs> because I was, I was going to be a Playboy bunny. I was like top 100 Playboy bunnies back in the day and not today but um so the dorothy stratton story really struck my heart pretty strong it was so good but he he played paul snyder i mean it it was you're watching a movie but you feel like you're watching a crime story you know because it's like so real and you get so wrapped up in it why don't you tell us about your most recent addiction to his uh, TV series on life. <laughs> <laughs> Turn John to that brother. That's oh right. man, you know, dude, 
unbelievable performance. Uh, Eric Roberts in top form. And he has been recently, if you saw, you know, the whole thing recently with uh, that medical show. What's it called? My, my wife loves it to death. Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Thank Anatomy. You. He kicked ass on that. And then Jesse now Williams' dad. He does stalk by my doctor. Okay. And where do I begin with this? I'm, I'm in the third episode. I just finished it. So I'm going to go on four tonight. Me and the wife are loving it. Eric is in command, bro. Like just top form. Like uh, I, I love that there's different versions of him. There's a positive version and I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but Kimberly, you know what I'm talking about. And then there's this like, really negative, nasty, badass motherfucker, rapist, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and he, he just does an incredible job. I don't know how he has not been considered for an Emmy. I know. Or any of I don't these get shows. It either. I, don't I don't understand get it. I don't understand it. I actually texted Eliza about that today. Um, I, I told her, I'm like, there, I don't understand how he was not given a nod for at least consideration. Everybody wants another one. They want more. And that's the thing. Why has he not gotten it? Because everybody wants more. You know what yeah, the thing is about Eric one. is that you've been around him in life and, and you've seen him, uh, He's a very charismatic person. He's a very charming person. And he does that and plays that in this character. Yeah, but he does. at the same time, he has the other thing, which is completely not like him. Like Eric's not this guy, you know, where he's a complete maniac or whatever, but he does it so well. He does, he does it, it so well. He does it so, like you said, mentioned before, Star 80, you know, yes. um, the thing is that if I look at this man's career and, and I will celebrate his career to the day I die, because I think he's just absolutely, absolutely. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Pope of Greenwich village. Paul, he took my thumb. Your mozzarella is tough sometimes like things of that <laughs> nature. Like, you know, and, and that, that's me rehearsing there. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about? Oh, but, I know what you're talking about. Yep. The mozzarella I know exactly what you're sometimes. talking about. Yep. So, I mean, there, there's things that he has done. Um, Runaway Train, uh, absolute amazing movie. John Voight and Eric Oh, Ryan yeah. In the same film. Another, another very good actor, John what Voight. What the fuck, man? Like, that is just one of those amazing movies. It, it's my party. So he could go from being in Best of the Best and being a complete badass. And I mentioned this on the pod when I ran it with him. To going from a complete badass to being in It's My Party, where he's a gay guy dying from AIDS. Yeah. And he's so still charismatic somehow makes you feel um, so much emotion towards him <laughs> and his acting. And, you know, there, there were so many great actors involved in that film, too. And when I mentioned that to him, he actually almost choked up the first time when I did an interview. He's like, you've seen that? I'm like, of course I've seen that. I, I'm a fan of your films. I'm a fan of your work, man. I watched it. I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. And 
all the actors that were on set just killed it. They all did a great job. Like it that that's another underrated thing that Eric probably should have gotten a trophy for. You know, in my opinion. Um an, I totally an, agree. Oh, dude, there's no doubt. Like my wife has never seen it, and she's like, Maybe we should watch it. I'm like, oh my god, it's so fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 so great because it's a party. Oh, it, it is. It, it, it's it's a party, and it's it's like the end of his life, and it's like just I don't know. I, the, the end did shock me. The end of it did shock me. You didn't think he was going to kill himself? Uh, I didn't know that was how he was Spoiler. going to go out. Was through? Yeah, I didn't know he was going to do that for sure. That was do you, sad. Do you see? Do you see the phone calls coming across the front of my screen? No, I don't. Okay, cool. All right. Um, I did not know it was going to end it in that in that manner. I had, and then when he did, of course, you know, it was very very heartbreaking. But yeah, and that's based on a true story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I I. I've watched his movies for years. And the thing is, when I watched Best of the Best One, I never would have thought in a million years, never in a million years, would I have thought Eric Roberts would have liked one of my posts. I didn't even know about Twitter for a long time. I would never even, he was actually my friend on Facebook first. I would never have thought he would have liked one of my posts, let alone would I have ever thought I would have met him and, you know, Eliza there's just I mean and then I met Steve Pemberton and his wife Tanya two wonderful people and I'll tell you it's the people you're so like them you know you are so much like them you're very humble you're very and I hate to keep saying that but it's the truth you're humble you 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 deserve everything you get and even though sometimes people might say why are you getting all these things handed to you? And I know we've had this conversation before and I've told you, cause you'll come to me and you'll say, Hey man, thank you for, you know, John the dragon or Paul Gund or whatever, but you got to kill it. I can only introduce you. You have, you, you're the one that has to kill it. And I tell you that every time you have to, you got to win them over. So many times people could say, eh, you know, not really, I'm not into it. But you know what? They got into it and you know what? They loved it because it's just your personality. It's your charisma. Um, you I am so humbled right now. Like I, you're choking me up. Like I, I mean, choke you up every time we talk on the phone. I know. You're yeah. kind of a sissy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. My wife will tell you the same thing. You know, uh, at a late night hour, she might tell you something different. But <laughs> right, 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 right. right yeah. The sissy's gone at that point. Yeah, uh, exactly. But um, it, it, it's the guests, it's the people that I put in my universe that I um I surround myself with, such as yourself, such as uh, thank uh, you, one hundred percent. And I thank you. But uh, you know, anyone I surround myself in this universe that we're in, um. I, I always want uh, nothing but passion and, and love and commitment for what people do and, and the right thing to, for everyone to persevere. Like that is the ultimate goal. And it, it's a Absolutely. tough, it's tough in this business with, whether it be music or acting, 
you know, everyone has their own agendas. Everyone has their own thing. But when you get your, your circle really small and you get your circle to a certain point where you could trust in people, like you mentioned Paul Gunn. Paul Gunn is one of the greatest people on planet Earth. Yes. Like that you He's on TikTok ever too. Meet and ever meet. And the thing is, like now it's like, yes, I am penning things and I'm telling people that I'm doing screenplays and whatever. I want to work with him. I, it would be an honor to oh, work you with him. Oh, I, I, I can't wait. And, oh, and the thing is, it's like I, I, I'd be the person if I'm asking him, like I'd be at, you know, the, the point where it's like it, it would be an honor for me. I want to work with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm giving you the job. It would be like you're giving me the opportunity to have someone as amazing and by the way, that fucking hair, unreal. But, I know, right? <laughs> but it's like it's to amazing. have you, yeah, to have you come on a, a, any project that I'm doing. And what's crazy is that I am writing a screenplay right now, um, something I'm very proud of, and it keeps shaping up. My wife has also helped me with it. And now I just want to invite all these wonderful people. Like we were talking about Paul Gunn, Sean Cannon. There's so many people I want to bring into this thing now that I'm trying to figure out how to do it because I think all of us universally are put in this pool of coolness. That's what I yeah. call it. All right. Yep. It's a pool of And I coolness. think it'll work. There's I think it'll reason. work. I mean... Didn't you yes. say Paul might be in, in, in Vegas uh, later in July? Yeah, yeah, gonna we're going to hang up. out. Yeah, That's a good time. I mean, you know, uh, you know, when he reaches out to you and you guys talk about it and you guys meet up together, you know, that's because people find you so interesting. Um, oh, man. And, and you know nice. what? Like I said, two summers ago, not this summer, but last summer. Actually, I think it was before COVID. I want to say it was before COVID. Um, or just before. And I think that uh, even back then when we talked about it and we, you know, kind of talked about you moving into the acting and the musicians and, and so on and broadening it. Um, I think you just, you know, and I'm not trying to describe you as a flower, but I think you just kind of, you know, you just kind of opened up. And when you opened up, you know, it's just like everybody was feeding you sunshine and rain. And it was just, you were getting, you're getting what you need. And this is where you need to be. And I have like 10% on my battery. We're going to have to do a part two, brother, because you got we'll, so We'll much. do a part two, but, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it with this. And uh, I am so uh, appreciative, first of all, for your time and your friendship and everything you've done for me because oh, a lot of my journey and a lot of the things and successes I'm doing is not possible if it's not for you. Okay. Oh, thank you. I appreciate no, that, that. That is, that is absolutely real. And I'm going to bookend this uh, conversation. We talked about boxing um, to start things. That's my journey in life. That that's where I started. Everything I do is a fight. So, Whenever I have to act, whenever I'm offered something and I, I say to myself, any kind of self-doubt, I say, fuck that. There is no self-doubt. There's only perseverance. There is no mercy. There is no defeat 
in this no dojo. Mercy. No mercy. So you go and do what you got to do. If it works, it works. If it fails, Absolutely. it fucking fails. But at least, you know, you don't have to ever think about, you know, if woulda, coulda, shoulda. And that, exactly. that's life. That, that that's what that's how I live. So when people ask me, like, how do you get all these guests? Like you asked me before, I just throw it out there and I treat yeah. life like baseball. OK, and I'm going to explain this real quick before we end is that in baseball, if you hit three hits out of 10 at bats, 300 average is considered very good. OK, that's my life. That's what I do. I could hit up this person or that person. I could hit up 100 people or whatever, you know, and then maybe I get five people. Maybe I get 10 people. And then out of nowhere, I could be literally on the shitter. And then out of nowhere, someone's like, hey, you want to do a show right now? Fuck yeah. And I jump on <laughs> and do it like. Well, that's so, what we did tonight. We did the same thing. Impromptu. Impromptu. Like there, there's no notes here. There, there's no. You know, it's just natural conversation, and and so I, I am so thankful for all your compliments and uh, oh, most importantly, what you do for me, like what you've done for my life. Um, you you have a, a big impact on what it is that I am persevering towards what I'm trying to accomplish, what I will accomplish. You're someone that is um, an angel in my corner. So I'm a believer. And because of people like you, thank you. I will not be denied. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll end it on that. And I have to just say one last thing, Johnny, I think you did very well. I think everybody's wanted to hear your side, you're interviewing everybody. It's time that you got interviewed. Um, there definitely has to be a part two because your life is still going places and there's so much more to talk about. But uh, I'll hit you up as soon as you're done uploading this and sending me a copy. I'm so uploading that, right now. Uh, and the best part is absolutely. I don't have to edit anything, which is awesome. the best part. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Hey, peace to you, brother. Peace to um, you. I'm always in your corner, man. Always I'm, I'm, in your corner. I know you are. iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere. Anything could be oh, listened. Everywhere. YouTube. You could check it out. And it's uh it's gonna be a raw, raw, raw show, which I love, which means I don't have to edit anything. So thank you, Kimberly. <laughs> we never edit our phone calls, so come on. Exactly. This is something we do we do quite often. So you have a very understanding wife, I'll put it that way. Oh, she's the best. Are you kidding me? The shit Absolutely. she has to deal with. Yeah, I want you guys to have an actual, you know, we're gonna keep the show going for one more minute. The two of you should talk. Um, I love her to death. She loves me to death. But the two of you would have a field day. On oh, we are the- planning on talking. If I come down there <laughs> at the end of July, we are planning on talking. We are planning on talking. Because I know that she's the brains. She's the brains of the operation. <laughs> exactly. She's your number one supporter. I've I got cannot you. function without her. I, I tell everyone that. 
I, I, what's a funny thing is a lot of people tell me uh, if I'm a guest on a podcast or doing a podcast, they're like, man, you mentioned your wife a lot. You're really dependent on your wife. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they're like, why? I'm like, cause I ain't shit without her. Like I'm fucking. She's your Eliza. Well, what, what would it be? She's your Eliza to Eric. She's exactly that. So yeah, big hand. I for, think that's for your one of the there. reasons why Eliza likes it so much. Cause she gets it. She's like, all right, exactly. She probably recognized me. And so like, <laughs> all right, this motherfucker right here needs her to right get on. through life. <laughs> right on. Hey, All right, right upload this bitch so I can I'm see it and send it to me. Right and you got it. Have a good evening, brother. You too. I, I appreciate you so much. Kimberly. Okay, I, I appreciate you. So you. I, I love. I you. love you. Bye-bye. Right, bye bye.